Here we go, here we go. Welcome to Police Pod Talk. Whoop, whoop, it's the police. Don't look in your rearview mirror. This podcast covers the latest police news, along with hitting the hot topics you've been talking about all week. I'm your host, Cleveland. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back to Police Pod Talk, and again, hopefully you had a wonderful weekend. And again, we're still taking phone calls from people who have things they want to say, get off their chest about all the events that have been unfolding across the nation. And today on the phone, I've got Danielle all the way from Ohio. Uh, she made contact with me. I spoke with her, and uh, she's got a few things she would like to talk about. And uh, Danielle, you can say hello to the people out there. Hello. Okay. Again, I always have to do that to make sure people know there's someone else on the other line. But uh, sure. Danielle, we do appreciate you uh, volunteering to come and speak. Uh, Danielle, I'm going to basically give you the mic and let you talk and uh, tell the folks out there who are listening in so they know you're a real person. You have life struggles just like they do and you see things. But go along the way here. Show us where you're high school, college, where you're working at and uh, those kind of things. It's all yours now, Danielle. All right. Um, I guess just a quick thing. Um, I was born and raised in Ohio, went to high school, you know, here. And then I went to college in Fort Wayne at Taylor University, played volleyball and basketball for one year, graduated, moved to Florida for a couple of years. In 2013, I moved up to the D.C. area and I was there for the last seven years up until about December. I had my son last november he is biracial so a lot of things that are going on today are hitting just that much harder i am an emt i also am a 911 dispatcher so i i'm not taking complete sides on either side Mm -hmm. because i work with cops and deputies every day and but i also see the injustices that are happening Mm -hmm. so I, I want to say that I'm more of a neutral standpoint with everything, but at the same time, my heart hurts for the injustice that happens for the African-American community. Community. You put a post up, and I'm just going to read it, all right? <laughs> okay. It says, justice will not be served until those who are unaffected are as outraged as those who are. And it's by yes. Abraham Lincoln. You stand yes. you stand by that? I stand by that. Okay. And you said injustice by black men. Is it just black men or is it what do you it's, I think it's the black community. Okay. Because obviously we have seen that it's not just mainly we're seeing black men being killed, but it's not just black men. I have seen black women being targeted, being killed, being racially profiled. I mean, it's just the whole community uh, together, unfortunately. And I do stand by that because they have, I don't want to say they as like they're completely different people. We're all the same race. I get it. We're, you know, we're the human race. But black people, the African-American community, they have been protesting peacefully. And I had another post on my Facebook where it was like they were kneeling. So like Colin Kaepernick was kneeling. And white people were like, no, that's not the platform. Then people, uh, I think there was a picture of 
an actress. She got an award. So in her speech, she was advocating for the black community and equal rights and all the injustices that are happening. And white people are like, no, that's not the platform. So anytime that a celebrity, because they have that platform, they have the platform to reach a lot of people, use their platform peacefully, it wasn't good enough. It wasn't the right time. They kept being told no. So, you know, it, it comes to a, a boiling point. I'm not, I'm not wanting to say that I agree with the looting and the rioting and things like that. But at the same time, I get the initial frustration. I get the initial anger because it had Ahmad Arbery was killed in February, I believe, or March. It was a couple months ago, but it was right. brought to light right. just recently. Right. And then we just had this uh, Floyd, George Floyd, just recently. And it, and it's and it gets to a point like, when is enough enough? Like, why do we? Why are they having to scream and beg and plead just to be like, why are you doing this to us? Why are you killing us? And in order for any type of change to happen. It has to be people that look like me getting outraged that it's not directly affecting them because I can tell you that I have been pulled over many times and I have never been afraid that I wasn't going to make it out alive. And I can guarantee that my brother is the same way. He has been pulled over, but I guarantee he's never been afraid that he's not going to make it out alive. So it's just like people like me that look like me have to stand beside our friends, our families, our brothers and our sisters of a different color and be like, this is not okay. Racism, racism exists. We need to stop saying that it doesn't because it does. And that's what is so frustrating to me because I live in a small community in Ohio. So it's not as prevalent here. And so it's hard for people in this area to just understand what's going on. And me having lived in the DC area, very diverse. It's a very diverse area because you have Maryland, D.C., and Virginia right there all together. It's a big melting pot. It's beautiful. I think diversity is beautiful. Different cultures are beautiful. And I think that's what makes America great is the diversity and the different cultures that we can all bring together. And I, and I just wish that we could just put the race aside and just live and love each other and it's okay if we don't agree completely with each other, but we can just live. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. It's just so frustrating. Like I get, I get the frustration and I get the anger because the African American community has tried to protest peacefully. They have. And we're just like saying, no, that's not good enough. No, that's not good enough. So let me ask you this. From what you've mm -hmm. seen in the most recent protest with uh, mm -hmm. Floyd, have yeah. you seen the African-American community and the white community coming together? Yes. I have seen both in a good aspect, and then I've seen both in the bad aspect where they are burning buildings and they are damaging property mm -hmm. and attacking bystanders and you know just going about it the wrong way so, so and i don't agree with that side okay no. i can understand the frustration mm -hmm. but it's getting to the point now where it's not for anything just to do it you believe that the protesters are protesting peacefully 
but now, not all of them. Okay, not all of them. But now, do you think the majority of them are tired of protesting and now they're looking for things to destroy? And I think I feel that maybe some of the looters and the rioters that are causing damage are doing it out of their frustration for the injustices that have been going on for hundreds of years. But I also think that some people are, <clears throat> excuse me, trying to capitalize on it, whether it's free stuff or they're like, I'm going to go out here because I'm angry at something else or I just want to go out, you know, break something. But I'm going to say I'm protesting because I'm mad about this person. And they probably can't even name three or four pe- names that have been taken recently or over the years by, you know, a white man, a, you know, whatever african-american that was killed by a white man Mm -hmm. they probably can't even name them they're probably just out there to just be out there now you mentioned that you were a 911 dispatcher yeah have you ever had to deal with a or listening to a traffic stop that maybe didn't turn out well or even a police officer involved shooting thankfully no i have not okay like i said i i live in a small community Mm -hmm. and um i work with a group of really good police officers like i know everybody has their bad day everybody has a bad apple ours hasn't come to light yet if there is one Mm -hmm. so thankfully no i have not had any experience with a traffic stop gone wrong or police involved shooting did you attend any protest or is your town too small to have those (laughs) (laughs) um i was invited to one on sunday the town next to me because I have such a small son, I did not go. Not that I didn't want to support it and not that I I just didn't feel taking my infant son with me just in case something were to happen. You know, I, I'm not saying that it would have gotten violent because I would not have gotten violent, but I just I just felt that it wasn't the right place to take my young child okay that's understandable that's fine now um you say you're in a small town have you experienced anything due to the fact you mentioned that you have a biracial son have you experienced anything that causes you pain or grief (laughs) um for an example it wasn't it wasn't anything directed at me but because it was it was a post on facebook and it was sunday morning and i woke up I don't know why I think it's just habit now. It's probably is for everybody else that we wake up and we check our social media and I, it's a really bad habit. I really need to get out of it, but I opened it up and my neighbor, like literally three houses down the road posted, he shared a post of protesters and he wrote on top, where's a Mustang when you need one? And I don't know if you remember, but in uh, Virginia, Southern Virginia, it was a college town. I I should have looked up the name before, but um, there was a bunch of protesting going on. Probably, I want to say like maybe two years ago. And then a white gentleman was in his Mustang and proceeded to run over protesters. Oh, yes. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. When you said Mustang, I was thinking about a horse. Oh, no. A car. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I don't know why that triggered me so much, 
but I just started crying. And you, I think it hurt the most because I thought him and I were friends and he knows my son is biracial. And so I just started, I started crying. I, I, I didn't know how else to react other than I'm now even more terrified for my son who's going to look intimidating or whatever to somebody someday is living and growing up right down the road from somebody who thinks this way. And I know it's everywhere, unfortunately, but I just didn't think it was this close to home. Right. And it was, it was very unnerving. And I mean, maybe a lot of people are well, listening to this. will be like, well, that's silly. She, she has no idea what fear is like. And you're right. I don't get it, but I can understand for my son because I, I, I've never experienced it personally, but I've seen it happen to my friends. I've seen it happen to the gentleman that I may have been dating at the time. I've have seen things happen. So I'm not, that naive white girl that doesn't understand or see what's going on. I don't deny that it's happening. I believe that racism does exist. I believe that it could be the person right next to you and you could have known them for years and years and years and it doesn't come out until a certain situation happens. Have you ever thought about approaching your neighbor and trying to have a conversation? Um... Yes and no. <laughs> I mean, that sounds silly. And, you know, I did make a comment underneath his post. And I was respectful about it. I didn't, like, attack him or anything. But I just, you know, in so many words, I just said, you need to be careful on the things that you post. Because they can be very hurtful. And I explained why it was hurtful to me. I said, I have a biracial son. And now it, you know terrifies me even more that he's growing up in a world where somebody just lives a few houses down that has this mindset and you know all of his friends were like posting underneath there too and I was expecting to get backlash from him and all of them and thankfully it didn't happen I don't know if the post is still up anymore maybe he just took it down I have no idea but I just really haven't been back to his page to see it just it was unnerving to say the least. Well, with that being said, do you think the social media, Facebook, and all these different things kind of add fuel to the fire? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it really, and, and just media in general. Um, for example, for with this whole COVID-19, yes, it was, a, it is, not was, it is a serious illness, but I feel like the media was playing on everybody's fear and that's how they get the reactions that they're wanting. Right. So I think the same with all these protests and things like that. Because I've read certain things, whether they're true or not, that there are staged people that are paid to start the looting and the rioting. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's necessarily in every city that has had the damages happen. But I'm, I'm not opposed to thinking that that may be true to a sense. Because everybody is wanting to keep the stigma 
on the African-American community. And like I said, everybody has bad apples. The African-American community does, the white community does, the Asian community does, the Mexican community does, all races, all cultures, they all have their bad apples. And, but that doesn't, that doesn't and should not speak for the entirety of each race and each culture. So let me ask you this. I mean, I can sense your fears for you, for your son, for the future. Mm-hmm. Where do we fix this? What do you think we need to do? Oh, man. <laughs> I feel like that's a loaded question and no <laughs> no right answer. Um, Just give me your, your answer. What do you think? I feel like the everybody in a powerful government position needs to be removed from their position and filled with, I don't want to say a new generation, but a new person, whether we make sure that a certain amount of each culture and race is in there, but we've had politicians in their position for longer than I've been alive. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, what changes have been made? None. Why are they making decisions for my life and for everybody else's life when they've never lived a day in, you know, middle class America or lower class America? So I just and they're they don't understand what life is like outside of the privilege that they have. I feel like if we start replacing those people in power, I feel that white people will stop being so comfortable in their mindset and in their thinking that how do I want to put this just basically that they'll stop being so comfortable and using the police as a weapon because they are here to serve and protect everybody and I feel that we're seeing more and more that at least the older white generation is using the police as a weapon and we've seen it in videos like it's not like these are things are being made up like We've seen it in videos of people calling the police on a family because they're having a cookout or they're having a party at their house or not like a crazy loud party, but just family get together or a male is just running down, you know, jogging down the road. You know, as at my job, I have had plenty of people call in and be like, there's a person walking down the road and I I'm, I'm sitting there like, okay. What? So it's illegal to walk down the road now. I I don't say that over the phone, but I'm just right. like, okay. So what are you what are you reporting? And they're like, well, they're they're suspicious. And I'm like, well, what makes them suspicious? Well, they're ju- I've just never seen them before. And I was like, oh, in my head, I'm thinking, you know, everybody in this general area, like you've seen everybody, you know everybody. Nobody comes in that's new. Like, oh, okay, got it. You know, like, why are you so comfortable calling the police to check on somebody who could just be taking a stroll? Now, if it's three o'clock in the morning and they're walking around your house, maybe trying to peep in the windows, I get it. That's totally different. But if somebody's just walking down the road, come on, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, I see where you're going on that. What are you, in, in a nutshell, what do you tell your friends possibly do to help? change this situation 
Or, or what do you guys discuss? Um, do you discuss anything on ways to well, change? Well, we were, we were discussing things at work yesterday. And I work with all white women except in, in my department, all white women except two white males that work in the department as well. I see that they don't understand because they think it's just this isolated incident. And I want to bring to light that it's not just this present incident that we're, that's happening. Because a lot of people just want to say, well, why are they still protesting? The cop has been arrested and he's been charged with murder. Okay. And they, and they want to say justice has been served. And I was like, but it hasn't. That's, that's the point that we're missing. We, meaning white people, that we're missing. Like, just because this one cop has been arrested or these two male, men who shot Ahmaud Arbery in cold blood have been arrested doesn't mean justice has been served. Because there's so much more happening. There's so much more that has happened. And unfortunately, there's probably more to come. And it's just, it's terrifying and it's sad and it's just frustrating because it's like how many more black lives do we need to lose in order for people to wake up people meaning people that look like me that are white okay are are you registered to vote <laughs> i am <laughs> do you tell your friends to register to vote yes <laughs> okay <laughs> oh my goodness yeah well here's the thing i ask you you spoke, uh -huh. and you spoke from the heart. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. And uh, I, I was not trying to give you a loaded question. I just wanted to know. <laughs> and you, you answered, like I said, just answered the way you want to answer, and that's quite all right. Uh, right. Is it okay for me to ask you how old your son is, or you don't want anyone to know? Yeah, he's he'll be seven months old on the 11th. Okay. And for those of you that don't know uh, Danielle, uh, Danielle, you're about how tall? Six two. Six two. So when you say one day your son's going to grow up, he's going to be about what? About six seven, six eight. By the time he's all said and done. Well, probably because his father's about six five. There so yeah, go. yeah. <laughs> so and and uh, that's going to be one. And then and you're an athlete, so he's going to mm -hmm. get involved in all those things too. You went to college. He's going to be gone way beyond past what you do. So he's going to be a bright future for this uh, uh, young man coming up. And uh, you yeah. want him to be able to you know, share and do all the things that everyone else gets to do without that fear. Absolutely. Okay. I just yeah. want to make sure we're on the same page there. You know, yes, that, that's what you're absolutely. preaching. Is that, that's what you're preaching, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. All and right. I, I kind of just want to interject something as well, because it was brought to my attention yesterday from somebody that I have not talked to in a long time. And because she is an officer and she asked me, she's like, you know, not all cops are bad. And I was like, I certainly do not want to come across that way. I, and I explained to her what I did for a job. And I, and I go, no, not all cops are bad. And not all black people are criminals. And yes, not all white people are racist. But for those good people in those groups, we need to start checking the bad apples. We need to start standing up for what's right and stop being quiet. That's the big thing. We have to stop being quiet and letting it happen and thinking that the justice system is always going to work because we know that it's broken and it doesn't always work. Okay, we're going to end on that note. 
because that was good. Okay. I'm going to let you have that. We're not going to add any All more right. to that one. Gotcha. <laughs> well, Danielle, I tell you what, it's always been a pleasure to speak with you, and I'm so glad that you're doing well. Um, Thank you. And I appreciate you sharing and sharing from the heart and uh, doing it so well. Okay. Thank you. I want you to take care of yourself, take care of your family, and thanks for calling in to Police Pod Talk and enjoy the rest of your day. All righty. All right. Thank you. You too. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Remember, you can always go to policepodtalk at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook at Cleveland Junior or Police Pod Talk. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.